Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 292 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday. How's everybody's weekend? What's happening? We got the Final Four happening today. Opening day, baseball. Well, I guess that was a few days ago, but baseball's underway. Playoffs are, hockey playoffs are closing in. Oh, lots of stuff happening. Uh, of course, the big thing. I think it, it should be on the tip of everyone's tongue, should it not be? Minor League Mayhem, the sixth annual Minor League Mayhem tournament. Um, I want to thank everybody right off the top. I want to thank everybody who's, uh, t- who has taken part. It's on my Facebook page. Um, we are down to the Elite Eight right now. Um, uh, yeah, so I want to thank everybody who's taken the time to vote, to comment. Um, for the most part, uh, everyone's been respectful. Uh, you know, you're always going to get a few yahoos, as you always do. Um, as soon as I notice them, they are they don't last long. As soon as I notice them out, they go. Um, but overall, it's been good. Um, you know, the voting's been all right. <clears throat> this is the first year that I've done the tournament on Facebook. And... Um, yeah, I don't like. <clears throat> I don't know. It uh, well, I could say with with the tournaments and everything else. Uh, long gone are the days of uh, four and five, six hundred votes. Um, when I used to do the tournaments on Twitter way back in the day, um, you know, they would really kind of take off. Um, you know, I mean, with most of these fights, they're getting between seventy five and a little over a hundred, and it's kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think what what's sort of holding a lot of people back, I th- just in my opinion, especially players, because um, this is the problem on Facebook. This is why I like Twitter. You have voting polls that you could put up, and it starts on time and ends on a time, and blah blah blah, and it Twitter just does the rest, right? With Facebook, there's no there's no voting polls, so I have to use emojis like oh, put the thumbs up for this guy or the angry face for that guy which isn't a big deal the problem is is when you when you go to it and you because basically you're liking it or putting an angry face like you would on any other facebook post thing is is your name is attached to it so i think some guys are holding back their vote because they because you can see who everyone voted for if you go and look and i think that might be some of some people's hesitation I would hope not, but I think some, in some sense, in some ways, it probably is. Um, another thing, I don't know. It's just the thing I don't understand is because I'll put up the fight. Say in the first round, we had eight fights uh, for the first section of the bracket. Well, one of the fights would get 110 votes. Another fight would get 70. One would get 52. It's like, wouldn't you vote for all eight fights? Like, if you went to vote, wouldn't you vote for all of them? Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like people show up and vote for one fight and then like leave. It's like okay, you know. It, it says right in the thing, Joe, like Morasti versus Bedard fight two of eight. Well, so well, it keeps scrolling. So I don't know. It's just people are weird. Um, but again, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to vote. I've kind of spread it around. I put it on Twitter. I put it on the different fight groups with the different links and. I always laugh though, like these, I mean, obviously there's a lot of dead accounts or whatever, but like these fight groups have like tens of thousands of members and, you know, you can't get more than like five of them to vote. It's kind of like, oh yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know. 
I mean, not that, and again, I'm not, I'm not sitting here expecting everyone, oh, that people just hang on my every word, just wait for my next move. I'm not saying that, but it's just, at, at some point, I mean, it kind of, it, it's kind of frustrating. I mean, although I, although I guess I don't know what I thought I would, what I thought would happen. Like, I didn't think, oh, I'm, there's going to be 900 people voting. Like, I didn't think that either, but I was kind of like, there's been a couple of fights that have like, you know, 60 votes and it was kind of like, fuck, really? Like... You know, I mean, I have 600 people that follow my Facebook page. I have over a thousand friends, air quote, friends on Facebook. I posted it in four different fight groups that have over 10,000 members apiece. We can get 60 fucking votes. Really? Like, I don't know. It's just, I I mean, it comes down to, I guess it's just, it's just lazy. Or people, like, and one, I guess, you know, on the other hand, people don't give a shit. And there are some people that obviously don't, they're not minor league people, they're NHL people. Like, I'm sure if I did the Bob Probert tournament, where it's the NHL guys, I'm sure it would get a lot more votes, because people would be a lot more familiar with guys, and I understand that. You know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, come on, like, I don't know. But I mean, I, I've talked about it on this show before, I've talked about it with Alec and, and Jay and other and other podcasters, you know. I mean, every day I'm putting an episode up, you, you know, you put your episode up with your links to your show and, you know, it, it, and it's just, I mean, it does okay, but then I've had people flat out, oh, you got a podcast, bro? It's like, holy shit, have you not, like, like I said, have you not noticed my, I, I, po- I, I it's not an exaggeration, I, po- every morning when I get to work and the truck's warming up, I post my episode. Every day, without fail, I go to the three fight groups and my po- and my group, my page on Facebook and Twitter, and I post my fights, with, or right, my fights, I post my podcast episode with the links. Every day. Every day. And I've had people ask me, and like on episode 200 and some, oh, you have a podcast? I should maybe listen to it. Well, yeah. I had one guy the other day tell, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really into podcasts. Uh, okay, I, I don't know what that means. You're not into podcasts, so you don't listen to radio? Because that's all this is, is like talk radio. I mean, I don't know how else to describe a podcast. I mean, is that not what it is? So do you listen to radio? Well, yeah, okay. I Okay, I guess. You don't, you don't do podcast. I don't know what that means, but all right. You know, and then the other people, I, I'm not sure how it works, really. Like, you don't know how, you don't know how a podcast works. Well, I put the link in the description. Click it. And then it's really nutty. There's this button that says play. Like, what do you, you don't know how a podcast works. Like, oh, okay, grandpa. Like, like I'm, I, I, I am certainly, I'm the furthest thing from a tech guy. But I, you know, I, I was real. I've managed to figure out the, the, you know, the complexities of Spotify. You know, the the same guy that could fucking get a, a combine to start with a duct tape and a broken butter knife, but he doesn't know how to figure out Spotify on his phone. Like, oh, okay. Like, it's just, I don't get it. Oh, I don't get. But yeah, I like that one. I'm not into podcasts. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know what that means, but, yeah, anyway, look at this, I'm it, it, fucking eight minutes in, I'm ta- I'm on a tangent already, um, no, it just, you know, you just put so much time and effort into it, it just gets frustrating when you, and like, again, I understand people don't want to listen or it's not their thing or whatever, and that's cool, but, you know, but just this idea that I'm not into podcast, well, you claim to be a fight. Oh, I'm an old school fight fan, and all. Oh yeah, I love it. And all. I remember the old message boards; they were great. Okay, wouldn't you want to listen to an audio form of that? Now, like I said, if you bothered to listen, and you're like, yeah, you're fucking annoying, and you don't know shit, or your voice sucks, or whatever. Okay, well you tried, right? But to not even listen. I mean, I don't know. Like I listen to pod. Like, like I I love all about gambling in Las Vegas and all that. Well, I'll listen to any Las Vegas podcast or gambling podcast. At least once to give it a try. I mean, there's been many that it's like, ah, I'm not into this or it's not my thing and I don't listen to it anymore. But there's been a bunch of podcasts that I discover, you know. Now, do I listen to every episode religiously? No. 
Um, but I mean, oh, there's some podcasts I do, but it's, it's just, okay. Like I, why would you not even try to listen? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, folks. I'm, I'm ranting out loud here. I just, it, it's just, that was sort of, that interaction was sort of fresh in my mind and I'm still sort of kind of fucking shaking my head about it. But, um, did I even say what we we're going to talk about today? I just went immediately into the tournament, didn't I? Um, well, normally on these, on the Sunday episodes, I like to kind of do my, uh, my week on the internet. To be truthfully, to be truthful, my week on the internet was spent doing this tournament. Um, yeah, basically just doing the, doing the bracket, doing the, the photoshopping of the, of the fights and, uh, you know, updating the bracket and everything else. And I really haven't posted too much because, um, I didn't really want to clutter up my, my feed, to be honest, that, you know, with, with, with things outside of the tournament. Um, I, so I, I basically just left it. I haven't really posted anything. I've gone to the groups and commented on a few things, and I will talk about that in terms of my week on the internet. But um, in terms of myself and what I've created in content, it's just been all about the tournament. And well, and I'm gonna. I had someone ask me, like, not kind of what's the. Well, I guess it was sort of their, their question. I'm paraphrasing, but it was like kind of what's the point of this? Okay, I, I'm like, well. Fair enough, but it was like, well, it's to create content uh, and create conversation and, you know, maybe spark a story about, oh, when this, when so-and-so played in our town, he did this, and I remember this fight, or somebody might put up a picture or something. Basically, that's all I did it for. Well, I, I lied. That's one of the reasons why I did it. The other reason, to be completely honest, was for my, for the podcast to create content. Um, I like to do the bracket. And then of course I did the bracket preview show with Jay and Alec, which I always enjoy. We've done for the last few years. And, um, so that was a reason to do that. And, um, I'm, I haven't talked to them about this yet, but when the tournament kind of wraps up this week, um, I'm hoping to get them maybe back on and we can kind of do a review show. And, and we'll just talk about kind of how matchups went and what we thought of the results and, and that type of thing. I don't know, I'm just talking out loud. I haven't talked, I haven't spoken to either of them about that. Um, but anyway, that's just what I was thinking. Or maybe get someone else to do, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Something, something, anyway. And it's, and, and really, again, it, it, it's all in the, in the quest just to, it's sort of to create content. Like I've always said, when you do a couple shows a week, I mean, I'm always looking for something. And, um, yeah. Uh, and I and like I said the the um, the feedback on the episodes have been strong. Um, people enjoyed it, and so I don't know. Let's keep going with it, I guess. But yeah, so I mean, going forward, I guess you know that's what we'll do, and we'll see what happens. But uh, but yes, uh, well, I should probably kind of get this say this first, and. Um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at my notes. It, it, yeah, I really don't, I, I really don't have much. Um, like I said, wasn't going to record, but I wanted to come down here, kind of talk about the tournament for a sec, uh, talk about a couple things, but, uh, but then we'll kind of get out of here and, uh, you know, we'll get on with things. Um, but first, as I said, member of the Hockey Podcast Network, um, over 50 shows in the network. Uh, all the NHL teams have podcasts. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Terry Ryan's also on the network. Uh, for my off-network friends, of course, I got Jolt and Joel Lazito, who's, uh, he's so busy. He's got two podcasts. He's got the Nordiques Knuckles podcast and he's got the call. Well, he started wait, he started a couple years ago with the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. It's a New York Islander based podcast. Um, and he had basically put that to bed. Um, he had kind of interviewed everyone that he could interview and, um, you know, and it, and it had grown, and it had, take two, had grown frustrated with the, um, with just podcasting and guests and, and something I can completely wholeheartedly get behind, uh, or, and I completely understand. Um, so he kind of took some time off, and I know his other favorite team was the Nordiques. And he had kind of talked throughout social media, you know, with his friends and people that he has met over the years, the former Nordique players, that was like, you know what, maybe I could try a Nordique podcast 
And, uh, you know, maybe some of these guys would be interested and he reached out to a few and they were like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. So he started the Nordiques podcast and he's done a few episodes. So, um, but every once in a while, like you said, if he runs into an Islander or uh, like he went to an alumni event and that's where he talked to Justin Johnson. So he had him on and, you know, and, uh, Matt Carpner recently, uh, when Joe was out in Orlando, Matt Carpner, former Islander, of course, uh, who is now uh, head coach and stuff at the Orlando Solar Bears East Coast League, had, had Joe come in and talk about his story. And I know Joe kind of wants to get into that motivational um, uh, speaker kind of um, territory. Um, you know, so this was an opportunity for him to to uh, take that step. And, uh, and, I, and I think Joe will do great in it. He's got an amazing story. And, uh, and, and I think it would be, and I think he, and he could, and he's, can speak and he's uh you know you know he's uh he's he's very he can speak as i bled 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 as i sit here and blabber clearly i can't but uh no in terms of public speaking and such i think i think joe would be is, is a good uh a good fit and uh yeah i wish him some success i wish him some success well yes yeah, some not all just some nah okay hold on i'm gonna hold on and it, yeah, I did. I just had to hit pause there for a second. I don't, my mind, I was looking out the window at something and I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking back outside and I'm trying to talk at the same time. And it's, it's, it's not really going too well here. Um, now a professional would edit all that out, but ah, but I'm not a professional. We all know. <laughs> no shit. Um, I think that would sort of take away from the flavor of the show, wouldn't it? If it's, if it's, if this show started getting really, polished and clean wouldn't i think it would sort of i think it would sort of devalue the show wouldn't it sort of kind of kill some of the authenticity i kind of like that kind of the grimy non-editing non-edited versions that i put out i don't know (laughs) what was i saying holy babbling here you would think i got it's a saturday you think i got into the sauce early i haven't touched anything yet Uh, you know maybe i should and then i could i probably make more sense um no, Joe is kind of looking into kind of a, you know, a, 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 to kind of get a public speaking thing going, motivational speaker, you know, that type of deal. So um, I took the opportunity in Orlando to talk to the Solar Bear players, and I, from all account, went well. And, you know, so I wish Joe good luck going forward with that. And hopefully he can land a few, few more gigs. And, uh, you know, and it's obviously like anything, right? The more you do it, the more polished you get at it and everything else. So, uh, you know, that'll be... Uh, That'd be cool for Joe, and I hope it. Uh, I hope it works for him. Um, but yes, um, I don't know. Other than that, uh, well, I got Jordan at the five. You know, uh, well, five in a game podcast, but he's out in Alberta working the rigs, so he's kind of on uh, on. He hasn't quit or anything. He's just sort of on. We're on pause. He's on pause. We'll say that. And then uh, Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast retired. I don't know. I think he might pull a Favre and come back. I who knows with that mud show who knows he's putting on a east coast hockey league tournament right now he's doing a a a voting tournament good luck to you sir clash at the coast it's 32 of the current fighters in the east coast league and i know he's had some eye rolling texts already so yeah i wish you well sir good luck to you on this journey um (laughs) but uh all right let's let's get into this nonsense what do i have today well i mean obviously um uh, well, in some Enforcer news, uh, I've had him on the show. He's been on, he was in, he was an Ice Wars competitor and, and actually in both events. The, uh, the A train, Corey Allen. And I had Corey on, uh, back before Ice Wars 2. We had a talk and nice guy and met him in Edmonton and we, uh, had some beers and, uh, good dude. Uh, well, he, uh, made his professional hockey debut and, uh, he, uh, at four tilts. In in uh, in a few games and and uh, he's playing for the Delaware Thunder in the Federal uh, Pro Hockey League and um, and one of the fights is against Amesbury and it was actually a really really solid tilt and um, you know did quite well actually caught Amesbury a good one Amesbury kind of like went down to a knee and got back up and I mean he caught Corey with a good one too and I mean but hey real strong showing and um, you know he had like I said he had a couple other fights and. Uh, you know, and, and good for him, man. And like I said, hey, dude's 38 years old. 
you know, you know, running his own business and everything comes right off the farm to, uh, put on skates and, and play, uh, in a, in a pro hockey league. And I mean, you're out there with guys that have been doing it all year and practicing all year and, you know, do, you know, in, in a lot of cases, shit, you know, almost 20 years younger, um, you know, and for him to go out there and, uh, I mean, he had been playing senior hockey, uh, in Ontario and, uh, you know, and, you know, keeping his legs in that, in that way. But I mean, I mean, I think he had a, he might have had one or two fights in senior, but I mean, that's obviously different than pro. So, uh, but yeah, full, full marks to Corey for, for getting out there and doing it 38 years old and number old 77, 77 for the Delaware Thunder throwing down and took on the champ, took on Amesbury and, uh, had a, had a good, uh, showing for himself and, uh, Good on you, man. Solid. I dig it. Actually, uh, the uh, Danbury guy actually put up some pretty cool pictures of the fight, too. So, um, you know, good job, Corey Allen. Um, Also, um, (laughs) yeah, I I have this written down. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Can we stop calling everyone the GOAT? Can we, like, when did this... Everything, oh, the goat, he's the goat, the goat. Like, it's, it's the most overused bullshit saying, he's the goat. Uh, okay. This bit has no fucking ending. I'm just, I, I was scrolling the other night and I and through the thing and I, I, I literally read the goat like six times. I'm like, what are we talking about, the goat? Like, ugh. That's it. That's not. That's all I have. I, I was just saying that phrase annoys the shit out of me. The goat. Um, you know, and then I don't know. I guess we could do it. This is this is essentially my week on the internet. We'll do it now. But um, I, I uh, why do people? I, well, and I, and I, again, I guess I'm circling the drain because I've talked about this a lot, but <clears throat> I don't understand how some people can, ref- they just, they don't read or they don't comprehend anything. Like they don't read. They just right away, they kind of, they kind of briefly look, I mean, that, I mean, that's why clickbait was created for these exact people. Like there's the people that go on social media and like they read a headline and then they comment on it. Never read the story. Never actually read the article or anything. They just read the headline and then they got to fucking flap their lips about shit. Same thing in these fight groups. It's like you put up a post and right away these guys are got to be freaking yapping. Like the one, like Alec put up a fight, the great fight between Bossy and Morasti. The one where they go toe to toe and like basically just, they beat the shit of each other. Blood all over, faces are swollen, whatever. They're screaming at each other when they're breaking it up. It's one of the best hockey fights of all time in terms of just straight viciousness. Then you got to read the comments. Most people were like, holy shit, whatever. The one guy, oh, it's not as good as Bobby and McSorley, though. They went two minutes. Okay, thanks there. Yeah. You got to have the pro, you got to have the unsolicited probert comment in there somewhere. Any fight that happens between anybody, we got to make sure, though, we got to get sure our fandom, we got to get Bobby in on the conversation. Like, fuck you people are morons. But okay, you know, it wasn't as long as probert and McSorley. Anyway. But then the one bozo. Hmm, a little suspicious of this one, how they can land that many punches and there isn't even marks on them or any broken bones or blood. It's like, what clip did you just watch, idiot? I'm curious. Bosse is literally skating around the ice, taking, wiping blood away from his face and like sticking his tongue out. He had a broken nose. Marasti's face is swollen shut, his eye and everything, and he's bleeding. It's all, Bosse's white Chiefs jersey is covered in blood. What are you talking about, dumb shit? I'm just curious. Like what, I like I told him, what clip did you just watch? I'm curious because it's not, you know, it it's nothing that, it, oh, it's just, just why? Why? But I, it's, it's like this goofy, like, conspiracy shit, like, 
Like, take your bullshit, your tinfoil, and go somewhere else. I can tell you, if that was my group, I would have tossed them just for being a dummy. Uh, I just, I, I just, I loathe that shit. Just these, and, and like some of these guys that just have this need to just comment about everything. Everything. You know, and it's just like, first of all, read what the person put. And then, like, somebody was talking about Gillies. And somebody put up the, actually, it was a really cool picture that was, uh, just came on to Getty Images. It was the Ben Wilson Clark Gillies fight picture. It was really good. And uh, somebody put the picture up and whatever. And they're like, oh, it's kind of the changing of the guard. This is this fight really kind of put Ben on the map, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how many rings did he win, though? Yeah, well, okay. That, what does, what does, I love that one, though. Cha- the championship ring argument. What does that have to do with fighting ability again? Dumb shit. Again, what are we talking, squirrel. Like, what are we talking, maybe stay on track. It was about the Ben Wilson-Clark Gillies fight. No one was talking about Gillies four rings. Like, did anyone say Ben Wilson was a better player than Clark Gillies? No. You know. Uh, no, they were talking about fighting, that fight in particular, and fighting ability. It has nothing to do with championships. I don't, like, okay, but thanks for pointing it out there. Oh, and you go and look at his thing. Oh, he's from New York. Oh, he's an Islander fan. Shocking. You know, it's just like, okay. It's like, ah. Uh. But the, it's like these people can't help themselves. They gotta fucking say something. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payouts. DraftKings will feature parlays, odds boost, all tournament long, so make sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Yeah, guys, we're down to the fu- the final four. Uh, Florida Atlantic, can they keep the Cinderella run going? Um, actually, I don't mind them against San Diego State tonight. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know. UConn's looking strong, though. Um, I, I think they're going to win the whole thing here. I think that'd be that'd be my bet on the futures anyways, UConn at this point. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet. Get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook and using the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. My tournament. I mean, every year, I mean, I know that's the big joke and we laugh that, you know, as soon as I put the bracket up, it's, why isn't this guy in it? And then, oh, okay. You know, it's just, Whatever. And like I've told a few people, I tried, for the most part, I've stayed relatively calm. Um, or not calm. Like, it's not like I flip out. But it's just like, I'll, I I just tell them, well, we could play the where is game for 300 people. I don't know. Maybe next year. So, you know, whatever. Like, who gives a fuck? But every once in a while, like, how they word shit, it just irks me. And then I'll get, like, snotty with them. Or just block them, one of the two. Because it's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Who are you? I don't care about your opinion. Like, I had the one guy, he's like, where's Billy Tibbetts and Brian McGratton? Like, Billy Tibbetts? Hmm. That's a, okay. I, it was an interesting name to throw out. I'm like, Billy Tibbetts. I never really thought of Billy Tibbetts as the, he'd fight. I mean, I'm not, whatever. Actually, Tibbetts, it's a shame all the shit he got into off the ice and everything. Tibbetts was actually a great talent. Um, unbelievable to come out of what jail for three years, and then like he's in the American Hockey League. Actually, come out of jail and make the NHL. Like Jesus, yeah. Um, you know he had his off ice issues and whatever. But uh, where was I going with this? Oh, but I mean, but he'd fight and shit. But I never viewed Tibbets as kind of like the enforcer type. But okay, whatever. It was an interesting name to throw out. And then Brian McGratton. Well, I mean, obviously one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Um, but I basically, I, well, I told the guy, I'm like, um, well, every year I try to mix it up. Never thought about Tibbetts, but I said, Brian McGratton played 300 NHL games. So I really don't consider him, um, uh, a minor league guy. So, and that, and that's all I put. And then no, with the Tibbetts thing, I said, well, we could play the where is game for 300 guys. I just never thought of Billy Tibbetts. That was my answer to that one. Then his next post with McGratton, I said, and McGratton played 300 NHL games. I don't really consider him a minor league player. Of course, right away, the guys reply back to me, oh, chill, bro, I'm just asking. 
which I responded, I am chill. I didn't swear at you. I'm not yelling. I just told, I just said, well, there's a million, there's more than 64 guys that we could, I, I mean, there's a million guys you could say, where is to, is my point. So I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you want me to answer you with? The, like, that's the thing. When I get these people, where is this guy? Where's that guy? How the fuck do you want me to answer that? Okay. He's not in the bracket. So what? I, I, I've, I've never actually asked anybody that. I'm like, how, I'm just thinking of this now. How the fuck do you want me to answer that question? And then this guy goes, I'm just asking. It's like, no, you weren't. You're just being, you're being a fucking dick. And you're whining. You're not just asking, you're whining at this point. So I'm like, whatever. I said, but Granton played 300 games and, and that was it. So then, of course, he's got to play fucking smart mouth, right? He's got to be wise ass. He couldn't just leave it at that. No, he's got to reply, oh, by the way, Parker played over 300 games too. That was his response back. Which I replied, that's Derek Parker, dumbass, not Scott Parker. Sorry to break up your big, aha, I got you there. Like you were going to like, oh, I, well, I'm going to show this guy, you know. So I, I, I made you look like a fucking idiot with your response. I said, no, that's actually Derek Parker, by the way. You know, and then of course his response, oh, Park, Derek Parker's a beer leaguer. Oh yeah, beer leaguer. Sure he is. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, the LNAH is a beer league. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just typed back, I said, you don't even know who you're talking about. So I don't know what you're flapping your lips about. You always, I said, you don't even know who he's talking about. So whatever. And I said, he played in the Central Hockey League and he played in the LNAH. Those aren't beer leagues. You know what his big response to me was? Your bracket sucks. That was it. That's all he put. Oh, like a, like a fucking scolded eight-year-old. Oh, my bracket sucks. Oh, such hurtful words. You got me. These are grown adults, folks. Literally mad about a, bra- about a fantasy fight tournament. Every year, there's got to be some guys. I got the other one. Where's uh, uh, Thomas Belmar and, and Dave Hamill? Okay. Again, I, I don't know. I, I never thought about it. I, it. Okay, next year I can put them in if it, if it means that much to you. Like, okay. Never even crossed my mind. Like I said, I just write out 64 names. I, it's nothing. If someone throws out a name, oh, you should put this guy in. And I happen to be looking at it when I'm writing out the list. He's in. You know, um, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. There's no, uh, people act like it's some big conspiracy on my part or some big plot that I have to put these guys in and match uh, do the matchups this way and all I don't care who wins why I don't give a shit what who cares I just want the conversation to happen all you know at the end of the day you know the only reason the only reason well two reasons the only two reasons I'm doing this these, these any of these tournaments one is content for my podcast. I'm always looking for, so it's just creating content. That's the biggest reason why. And two, it's to get people talking about these guys for, for 12 days. That's it. There, I have no other reason. It's not because I'm going to put this guy, I'm going to make, I'm going to make his path. That was the other one. Oh, I, you must be a fan of who the fuck was it? Was it Angelstad? Or was it someone? I can't remember who, Kote? Whoever it was, they're like, oh, you must be a fan of him because you gave him an easy path to the final. Oh, oh yeah. Because I'm just that worked up that I need my favoritist to win. I don't care. I don't care. Seriously. It doesn't matter to me. But that's how these people think. Like I said, most people have been really respectful and cool. And, and like I said, they weren't. I was They were getting tossed. I was just going to block them from out of the tournament so they couldn't vote and see it. Because uh, that's not what this is about. It's, you know. And my biggest, my only fear of with putting the tournament on Facebook was that people would go into the comments section. I don't give a shit. Oh, this bracket's stupid. You know, what, like that pinhead. Like, I don't care. All the where is so-and-so. I don't care about any of that. I mean, I just roll my eyes and whatever. My biggest, not fear, well, I guess it's a fear, but it was just like, oh, for example, whatever. Yablonski beat Vandermeer because Vandermeer, he's a piece of shit and he talks and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what I was worried about because Vandermeer and Yabo and guys like that, they, they follow the Facebook. They follow my account. 
And I didn't want them to, like, because it's not them. They didn't put themselves that, hey, put Darren, make sure I'm in the tournament. I mean, other than one guy. But, I mean, other than that, none of these guys are asking to be in it or whatever. And so they don't need that hassle in their life to all of a sudden go and read a matchup and how they get the shit kicked out of him because he was a loser and everything. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that's what my hope wasn't. Because, I've, like I said, I've done these tournaments for years. That has happened. I quickly try to get rid of that comment and delete it and whatever as fast as I can. But it's not like I'm monitoring it 24-7. So it could be up there for a while. So I just, my fear is that they'll read it. You know, and I'm sure most guys just kind of, you know, roll their eyes and whatever. Because, you know, during their playing days, I'm sure they were called much worse. But nonetheless, it's, you know, they didn't ask to be put in these tournaments. So all of a sudden... There's just, they're getting name called by some stranger now all of a sudden. It's like, what did I do? You know, oh, well, because you were fighting their favorite in a fantasy tournament. So he's got to make sure that you know you're a piece of shit. You know, so it's just like, ugh. Oh. But then the other one was, um, well, I don't know why this matchup's happening in the first round. It's like, then the one guy, you should be seeding these. I'm like, holy shit. I said, fuck, do you want me to pop the corn too? Like, I mean... What more do you want me to do? First of all, it's computer generated. I didn't make any of these matchups. The computer picked them all. That's the only way to do it. Second, it's like, seed them. I said, half, half the time you guys are complaining that this guy's in it and this guy's not. I'm like, how do I, now, how do I choose one through 16? How do I do that? Because then somebody, oh, he's not a 10. He's at least a five. And why is this guy a three? He's a 10 at best. That's, that's what, what happened there. So it's like, no. You know, and, and there was a couple ex-players that kind of like, oh, I can't believe this guy's in it. And that was a little kind of disheartening. It's like, you know, like they're kind of on the one guy. And I'm like, the guy played four years of pro hockey and had 85 fights. Like, really, we're going to shit on him? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a personal deal with them. Or, I'm not going to say names, but whatever. I don't know if this guy had a personal run-in with the guy. He shouldn't have because the guy's, he wasn't even playing. There was like, they're completely different age brackets but it's like you know I mean whatever I guess you know sure but uh, like I again I don't know why people just can't uh, just enjoy it for what it is and what but you know I'm answering my own question I mean the world's full of those people and you know at the end of the day uh, you know 97% of the people that take part are, are it's fun and good and they all and it's a it's good conversation and it's a lot of fun and you know so I'm not going to let the three percent the three percent no doubt irritate me most like I said most of the time most of the time it's fine every once in a while when it starts becoming numerous in a day is when I my you can even by my comments you could read my replies I'm starting to get a little more irritated with each one I can handle the first couple throughout the day okay but when I start getting like three or four where's this guy by the time i get to the fourth one you'll get a pretty uh snarky reply back or you won't even get a reply back i'll just block you because it's like you're just there to whine so whatever um and the other thing that was brought up and and michael i i apologize i see what you meant now and oh you know anyway so this guy, basically, it kind of said it was uh, the last matchup here with Gates and Yablonski, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to take Yablonski because when I saw him play, wherever he kicked everyone's ass and blah blah blah." And Link at that point was a bit of a sideshow and all that. So basically, I replied, "I'm like, well, I've always viewed it when you're going to vote on these tournaments, should you not look at like just think of both guys in their primes? Like, would you not go up by that way?" And of course, then he replied to me, "Well, if I used." Uh, pre-car accident link when he was in the NHL, he'd wipe out everybody and win this tournament. You call it a minor league tournament, so I'm going by when he was in the minors, which would be post-car accident. In that case, I think Yablonski wins. Huh. I actually didn't think of it in that sense. So, okay. Of course, I replied back to him. I said, oh, I get what you're saying. I've never thought of it that way, but I could just to throw that out there, you could also, I would say pre-car accident pre-NHL link when he played did play a couple years in Kalamazoo in his early 20s before the accident and he was better than the whatever the LNH version of Link Gates after the accident so you could look at it that way too 
But I get what Michael was saying, and that's true. I never thought of it that way. But if you're going to look at guys in their minor league days compared to... That was like the one guy I was talking to um, when we were talking about Curtis Tidbull. Because actually Tidbull's won a couple fights going in. And he was like, well, he, he sucked in junior. That's why he got cut in the Manitoba League. He lost all his fights and he didn't do very good in BC. You know, and I replied to him. I'm like, well, okay, but that's also when he was 18 and he's learning how to become an enforcer. I would like to think we're voting on, like, the 28-year-old version of Curtis Tidbull, not the 18-year-old version. Which the guy was like, okay, fair enough. But, I don't know. I've always, when I look at this tournament, I mean, people are going to vote however they're going to vote. I mean, let's be completely honest. For the majority of the time, it's a popularity contest is really what it is. But, at the same time, if we're if we're looking at it, um, how I would look at, see, I don't, I don't vote for this. I, I don't vote on any of these. But, if I, if I was doing someone else's tournament, um... And they, or someone else was doing this tournament, I would view it from each guy's prime. Who do I think would win? That's how I would look at it. So I just, I guess I just, I guess that's why you don't assume, but I assumed that's what everybody would do, but clearly not. But then, like I said, Michael brought up that point, and I was like, ah, that actually makes some sense. I kind of get where he was going. Um, but anyway. I'm sure you guys are all tired of hearing minor league mayhem, but but really that was sort of my week on the internet has been taken up by this tournament. I really haven't talked. The only other thing I talked about, of course, is somebody in the fight group, and again, they're creating conversation of whatever, but I find it amusing. They put up the fight of Scott Stevens versus Probert. He kind of hits Probert low, and then Probert grabs him, they fight, and Stevens just wrestles the whole time. Of course, oh, he's a point. He never threw a single punch or blah, blah, blah. And Stevens was never much of a fighter. I always kind of laugh. I said, so, I, like, I don't know whoever said Scott Stevens was a great fighter. I said, Scott Stevens would fight, but he wasn't, a, he was okay. He was a lot better when he was younger. But even then, it wasn't like he was some, oh, he's a top 10 guy. Like, no. He has a couple wins. He had a good fight with Talk. He had a nice fight with uh, Jay Miller. He fought Dave Brown. His fight card's really good. But, I mean, was he some heavyweight killer fighter no I mean I don't know anybody that said he was but your example to show how Stevens was sucked at fighting was you use the fight versus the one that the one guy that's arguably the best fighter ever okay well that's a fair comparison like yeah the hall of fame defenseman that was an okay fighter I'm going to show he wasn't that great because he didn't do anything against Bobby well all right like you're using Probert as your example that's like always these guys like Oh, Ryan Reeves couldn't hang. And then it's like, yeah, Probert and Dave Brown and Ben Wilson would kill him. Oh, I noticed you use like the three guys that are like on basically on the top of everyone's like top 10 list. That's your example of how, never mind the 95% of the other enforcers that ever came along. No, I'm going to use the upper echelon guys to really prove my point. Okay. You know, like I always say with with Reeves, yeah, but like Curran and Tory Roberts said, and no, no offense to those guys, but it's like like all these guys that managed to last three, four, five hundred, five, six hundred NHL games as enforcers in the NHL throughout the eighties and early nineties. You 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 don't I notice you don't compare Reeves to them, you just go immediately to Probert, Dave Brown and Ben Wilson and LaRock. Like, okay. Like, let's throw Brashear in there, too. And maybe Koser. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. He couldn't hang. Like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> come on. You know, we ever know some people do that. It's just amusing to me. But, yeah. So, Stevens couldn't fight. See, look at what he did against Probert. Didn't throw a punch. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. But, once again, of course, you read the comments and everything's like, oh, Pro- Probert, he always had the advantage when he took his jersey off. Oh, I didn't realize the other guy couldn't take his off. I, you know, you're using the word advantage like Probert was the only one that could do that. Like, you know, well, the other guy could too. You know, and as a tough guy going into those games versus Probert, you know what he's going to do. You know he's going to get out of his jersey and shit. So you could do that too. You could take your tights, your your strap off too. You know, at the same time, it wasn't against the rules. But I just love this revision. Like, we got to shit on Probert now. That's our big thing now. So we're going to pick apart everything. You know, I mean, I brought that up last episode when I talked about the Probert losses. And it was just like, you know, it, I don't know if it's this new breed of fan or it's just, you know, no, we got to take the piss out of him somehow or, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, he always had the advantage. Oh, okay. You know, anyway. 
wasn't going to talk long. I'm at 40 minutes. I really haven't talked about much. I mean, I guess I'm just, for those that have a commute and stuff and listen Monday morning and, you know, you're heading into the office, I'm going to give you something to listen to. It might not be much to listen to. It's just one man, one idiot sitting in his basement yelling and screaming about a bunch of fucking nothing, but I thought I'd share. But just to kind of wrap things up, I have a list for you. But it's a different list. It's not even a hockey list. Tim's excited. I got Tim on the edge of his seat. Hold on. We gotta, we're going to do a cliffhanger here. Okay. You know, Tim's just... Um, no. It, of course, with opening day, baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I like baseball. I'm not sure about the pitch clock thing. I kind of, I'm torn. I really am. I, I like the fact that the game is sped up. Because it's like, hey, why not? Um... I don't, the whole, you can only overthrow over there twice, blah, blah, you know, I don't know about all that shit. I think some of the other rules they've done over the years have kind of irritated me, like the slide at second, um, the running over the catcher, I'm sort of, I don't know, I'm torn on that. I mean, I get why, but at the same time, eh, you know, I don't know. There's a part of the old school part of me wishes they would still do that, um, just like pitching inside and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's kind of different. It, um, you know, I, I think once the, obviously it's going to take some time for the players to adapt to it and everything. Um, my personal opinion, I don't think the pitch clock should, after the ninth inning, it shouldn't be in the ninth inning. After the eighth inning, there should be no pitch clock anymore. Because I would hate to, and it's going to happen at some point, I would hate to see a game decided like a guy steps out at the eight second mark and they call it a strike. And I hate for the game, like the base is loaded. They're down by three, blah, blah. You know, it's a real, it's a real Hollywood moment. And then this guy, whatever, and he's not thinking, you know, your, your nerves are going, your mind's racing. So he steps out real quick. Oh, they call a third strike and that's the end of the game. Like it's going to happen. And that, to me, that's a real, going to be a real shit way to end a game. And what happens is that's a playoff game or a world series game or a game of consequence. And it's like, well, those are the rules. He should know. Yeah, coming from some fucking pots that never played in anything, you know, and no, and never had a high pressure situation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're in the batter's box. Your nerves are going. You're trying to calm yourself. You're, you're trying to breathe through it. You got fifty thousand people chanting, and you're like, well, this guy shouldn't step out. He should know. You know. Well, okay. You know what I mean? So I kind of, eh, I so I really, I really wish the ninth inning that wasn't around that that rule. Um, I don't know. I, as much as I, I don't, I'm not one of these that really cling to, well, I'm not one of these that cling to the past. This whole podcast is clinging to the past. I understand some for changing. I'm not just, no, never change anything. We got it right all the time. I'm not that guy. Um, I think a lot of times there's needless changing and I think we, these sports leagues and everything else, well, and anything in life, you listen to this vocal minority that, you know, you know, it's just whatever. We can, that's a whole other topic we can go into. But I will say there has been many times throughout the years watching baseball that I got irritated with the whole, oh, we got to pull this guy for this pitcher and that pitch. I didn't come to watch a manager manage. I came to watch athletes play. So, you know, I get the, oh, he came in through one pitch to a guy got him to ground out. Now the other guy's coming in because it's the lefty-righty matchup and all. Yeah, you know, I get why that got dragged out and everything else. I, I think these fuckers overmanage completely. I mean, they, they look way into too many numbers and everything. And I think I'm much more of a in-the-moment person. Like, how's this guy throwing right now? He's looking good. If the guy's cruising, I'd stick with him. But all our analytics say that this is going to happen and this is going to happen and I'm playing the percentages and yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, it's like anything, analytics. They And again, I'm not a hate the numbers guy. I'm not, but I'm like, in my opinion, way too much gets put into analytics, way too much. And uh, I mean, you can create a stat for anything and you can use a stat for any of, to make any decision. You can be talked into anything. You know, that's what I would say when you're gambling. You go and, you, you know, because of course the Final Four is going on. I've been gambling a lot, whatever. And you, you go and you read different previews and you read different matchups and head-to-head and what this team's strength is and that weakness. No matter what you read, you can, you can be talked into either side. 
you know, it's like, well, this guy makes a good point for Team A here. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, this guy, Team, yeah, shit, Team B, this, yeah, he sound pretty solid too. I mean, you can get talked into anything, and I think numbers can do that, and I think it messes with your head a little bit. And like I said, I think and sometimes I think these managers want to show off how you know how clever they are, and uh, I don't know, I don't want to say it backfires all the time, but. I mean, there's just a lot of games that you're watching. I'm, you know, we'll watch and it's like, ah, this guy's cruise, leave him in. Or, you know, this guy's hit, you know, he's hit, yeah, he might be over for three, but he's hit the ball hard all three times. Like, leave him in. Nah, we got to pull him because, oh, this guy, you know, hits better versus left-handers when the sun's going down on a Tuesday. You know, it's like, well, and then everybody, the guy strikes out on three pitches. It's like, well, fuck, you know, like, but then other times, yeah, the guy will hit, you know, get a hit, whatever. But anyway, I'm rambling at this point. I've just... With baseball's new rules, um, I don't know, whatever, it'll take, like I said, I've been watching baseball my whole life, so, um, you know, I, I just happened to watch, like, I didn't watch any of the spring training shit, but um, watched the Jays game the other night against St. Louis there for a little while while we were eating supper, and um, so it's going to take me a little while to get used to the rules and what they're all about and how many times you can throw over, And but I hear there's a lot more stolen bases because you can only throw over twice now and blah, 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 and so there's got to be, you know, there's going to be some... Um, you know, some strategy that goes into that. Uh, so I think the stolen bases will go up. Um, the shift is off. I, I, there was the one thing with the shift that I was, I always used to get mad at. I'm like, Oh, just hit it the other way guy, you know, but you know, I, I, it'll definitely raise offense, which in, I dig that I'm an offense guy. I don't give a shit about pitchers. Uh, I, I roundly think the DH should have always been around for both leagues, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm a DH guy. What can I say? I'm an American league guy. Um, I like offense. I like dudes hitting bombs. Um, there's a lot of swinging and missing though. I mean, I know launch angle and all that shit, but, uh, anyway, anyway, this is a hockey podcast and I'm rambling about friggin' baseball, but I was going to say with my list, I just for a little fun one here at the end, um, I kind of thought about my, somebody we were talking about in the lunchroom the other day, which is kind of why I thought of it was, uh, everyone's favorite baseball movies of all time. So I figured I would do my, my top five baseball movies of all time. Um, one that didn't make the list more cause it wasn't really, it's a documentary, not a movie. Um, was the, if you have a chance, I think it's still on Netflix. Um, the battered bastards of baseball. Um, it's about the Portland Mavericks. They were an independent baseball team in the eighties. And, uh, and Kurt Russell's dad, Bing Crosby, started him, or Bing Crosby, Bing Russell, and uh, it is it is a really good documentary. I really enjoyed that, and uh, what a story! Um, so I, I recommend checking it out. It's it's a it's just a cool cool documentary, and I and I really enjoyed it. Um, but as far as my movies go, <clears throat> I mean, well, first of all, I guess Kevin Costner is like the greatest baseball uh, movie guy ever. But um, you can tell by the by watching him. Costner's a good athlete. He was a good athlete in his day. He's got a good swing. <coughs> yeah, throws well. You can just tell by guys, their movements. Like Charlie Sheen, you could tell. I mean, he was a fairly decent baseball player. You could just tell by their movements. Tim Robbins, not so much. Um, but you can just tell by, with guys, with athletes. Um, anyway... My top five baseball movies. Number five, I got it's a it was a the Sandlot. I for some reason it just I like it. It amuses me. Um, yeah, it's a kids movie, whatever. But uh, you know, you're killing me, Smalls. For, for some reason, I just uh, it reminded me when we used to play stickball or you know, I mean, yes, it was based. I think it was the fifties or the sixties. Um, you know, in that time period back then, but. Uh, you know, just, just kids playing ball in the summer and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we used to do that too. And, and just their, you know, the, 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 the spirit of the thing, I guess it was a little more, uh, you know, I, I just enjoyed the sad lot, but yeah, you're killing me. Small. I have a shirt that says you're killing me smalls. It, uh, yeah, that always cracked me up. Wendy Peppercorn, when he, uh, when old squints got her, got her. Uh, yeah. So I, for some, I always laughed at that. So I enjoyed the sad lot though. Uh, number four, of course, got The Natural, you know, old Roy Hobbs, Wonder Boy. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I just, it's been, actually, it's been a while since I've watched that movie. But, um, yeah, The Natural, I was down with it. Um, number three, actually, you know what, I, and I watched it recently again, was 61. 
uh, about the chase between Mantle and Marista in uh, 1961 for the home run record. Uh, it was Billy Crystal, who's a huge baseball fan, a huge Yankee fan. He directed it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I liked it. Uh, I mean, obviously I knew all about, I know I've read books. I know the history of that, all that whole thing, but I think he, it, he did really well. Um, um, you know, sticking with the, the truth of it and stuff like that. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, number two, of course, old major league, you know, um, I, I remember going to the movie theater and watching it with, uh, uh, with my friend Bob and Sean and, uh, yeah, I had a lot, I've, I've watched it a million times and, you know, everybody know, remembers the lines, right? And of course you got, uh, Joe Boo, the doll. And, um, actually a friend of mine actually has that voodoo doll, but I think they were giving it away to Cleveland. I think the Cleveland Indians actually did like the, was it the 25 year anniversary or 20 year anniversary of, of major league and they gave out Joe Boo dolls and, uh, he ended up, I don't know where he must've got it off eBay, I guess. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, wild Ricky Vaughn and juvenile delinquent in the off season, you know, and Bob Euchre is just tremendous in that show. Just a bit outside, you know, um, no, I love it. I love major league. Great movie. Uh, almost number one, but my number one movie, my number one baseball movie, um, Bull Durham. I love Bull Durham. I love the lines. Again, it's probably the minor league feel of it. Kevin Costner is awesome in that. Gave great speeches. Um, the salty old veteran, um, that shepherds the young kid and gives him shit all the time. And, uh, oh, there's so many great lines. And, um, Tim Robbins was great as nuke. Um, looked terrible when he pitched, but, uh, but Coster, you could, after you, if you know what Kevin Coster switch hits in that show. So you can tell again, uh, hell of a hitter. I think Coster was, I don't know if he played ball in college. I know he, somebody, I remember reading the, actually, I ended up getting the bull Durham, but the, the old DVD with the, the uh, what's that? DVD commentary. And, uh, I believe they taught Costner was a pretty good high school player. Um, but you can tell he's got the swing and yeah, but, uh, no, I just loved it. I mean, yeah, there's some, obviously it's, it's, you know, Hollywood and whatever, but, um, yeah, I'd have to say Bull Durham's my favorite, uh, for sure. Um, I know people will have like Moneyball and all that stuff and they're all good. Moneyball was fine. Um, uh, you know. There's, I don't feel the dreams, obviously. Um, you know, same thing again, Costner, right? Um, oh, well, then what's the other one? Um, uh, when he's chapel there, he's pitching for the Tigers. What's it called now? Oh, I, I could, that one was okay. That one was okay. I, I liked it too. Uh, the, I'm, I'm completely blanking on the name of the movie, but I mean, I could stop it and look it up, but who gives a shit? You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so Costner's made some good shit. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, there's the the rookie and all that stuff. I mean, there's a few shows like that, um, but um, yeah. Anyway, that was my 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 top five list for my favorite baseball movies. I, I, I'm gonna go with Crash Davis in the number one spot. Guys throwing a two pitch two hit shutout. He's shaking me off. Can you believe that shit? But uh, oh, tremendous, tremendous. I was just watching clips of it the other night. Um, Anyway, guys, that's, uh, actually, shit, I was going to be quick and I'm almost at an hour. God, what did I talk about? I don't even know. I literally have no idea what I talked about today. That's how, that's how solid this episode was. Like I said, I wasn't going to record anything, but wife's out grocery shopping right now and I'm kind of sitting in the basement, not really doing much. So I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll throw some content out there. But, uh, anyway, I hope everybody gets out and votes for the, in the last couple rounds here for the minor league mayhem. For those that have taken part and have commented, thank you very much for participating it's uh it's always fun um i will do another tournament at some point uh you know give me a couple weeks off here and uh we will bounce back into one um i have heard for those uh, in the know or that want to know ice wars 3 is uh there is rumblings i'm hearing a day i'm hearing wyoming and i'm hearing july 15th that's all i'm that's all now again it's not from age i didn't whatever that's the rumors i'm hearing i'm not going to say who put that out there but i kind of read it i don't know but it wasn't AJ that said it, um, or Charlie. It was, uh, I'm, I'm just speculating, but, uh, July, maybe we'll see. I, I'm getting to the bottom of this folks. I've, uh, there's supposed to be some announcements coming this week, so I'm sure it will get public. It'll get, uh, uh, confirmed this week. So we'll see. So 
Anyway, that's all I've heard. But I'm really looking forward to Ice Wars 3. But something is in the mix and uh, something's going down. So I'll keep you guys all updated. So I look forward to that. But uh, anyway, let's get out of here. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Uh, Fourth Line Voice on Facebook as well as on Twitter. And check out my YouTube channel. And as I always say, the last thing for you guys, if you could do anything for me, if you could do one thing for me, could you rate and review my show? Whatever platform you're listening to it on, whether it be Spotify, uh, uh, iTunes, what have you. Um, it helps me out with the algorithms and all that stuff, and it would be greatly appreciated. All right, guys, I'm getting out of here. Thanks, everybody. Have it. Let's have a good week. Talk to you Cats Wednesday. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?